You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you tuned in today. I am excited to have a guest today. Sarah Wedgworth is back on the podcast. She's with us today to tell us a little bit about how she spent her summer on the mission field and what God is doing in her life right now. So Sarah, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Mr. Ben. I'm so glad to have you. All right, so Sarah, let's take a minute to look back um, just at your at your summer, right? Uh, what did you do this summer? I was in Belize for three months. I spent one month at the boys' school, Belizeville Tech. And the last two months, I spent at a children's home called LOL. So so the Belize Votech I'm very familiar with because, you know, God led Lyle and Rose Rainey from Carterville uh, around the year 2000 to go and serve there. So we took some mission teams down there. A lot of us have been on that campus and believe in that mission. But I don't know much about the, the LOL ministry that you're a part of. And so I would love to hear just a little bit about what you did in both places That'll catch us up. So what did you do at the boys' school? Because you're obviously not a boy. So what did did you do at the boys' school this summer? How did you serve Jesus over there? I was helping in the classroom with their English. So I was helping with vocabulary and with boys one-on-one with reading, just helping them have more confidence in their reading. Because a lot of what they do, so the the boys are, they're learning vocational skills so they can turn around and apprentice and work in a job. That will allow them to, you know, earn a living for their family. But they're also learning fundamental educational skills, right? Like, yeah. You know, math and English. And so mm-hmm. you're a teacher's assistant, essentially, huh? Yes. So one day I did, or two days, I got to be the actual teacher that day, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But it was good. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good experience. And so tell me about the orphanage. LOL. Mm-hmm. So it's actually there's no true orphans there. They at least have one parent, but. They either come from abuse or from their parents not being financially stable enough to take care of them. But most of the kids, I think, have been there. One of them was newer. He was only there since November, so not super long. But yeah. most of them have been there a couple of years. So spending your summer on the mission field, right? That's not the way every college kid <laughs> spends their summer. Now, a lot of our college students did mm-hmm. spend their summer on the mission field. And I hope we get to hear a few more stories from that. But how did you decide to spend your summer serving Jesus in missions in Belize? Well, in 2015, I felt that God was calling me to Belize. After our first one-week trip there that we took down with the the youth group, we went down to Belize to the Votech School. And I got to talk to some interns there. Um, and they really sold me on the idea of being an intern. So I talked to Pastor Frankie, the director of the school. But he told me I was too young because I was only 16 at the time. So I was the same age as a lot of the boys. So flash forward two years later, 2017, I was emailing him before we went. I was like, can I please be an intern this year? And he said yes. So I was oh, really boy. excited. So I went down with the team from Carterville and I stayed that month. It was really fun. So when we came home, you did not. No, I didn't. So how many times? How many times have you been? Like your first your first trip mm-hmm. was in 2015. Yes. So Stro led the youth group, and you went with them. And have you been back with our youth group a couple of times? Or I know you went back by yourself. Some. Yes. Um. 
so 2015, first time. 2017 was my first time as an intern. 17, 18, and 19, I was been an intern. Then 2020, COVID, couldn't go. But this year, it was my fourth year to be intern. So it was really fun. So you are very familiar with the ministry there, and you're, you're ready to serve. And I'm, so, Sarah, you're going to serve in a bigger capacity one day, right? Like I hope you want You want to go back again. What I is do. the Lord telling you to do? So right now, I talked to Global Outreach International in Tupelo about starting the process of being a missionary down there. And they really want me to get more experience before I go, like working and helping teaching somewhere. So I'm trying to do substitute teaching and pedal. Um, so it's about a two-year time frame that I have until I'm able to raise support, get experience, and go down. Okay, so you're... You're serving as a substitute teacher right now to learn more about classroom dynamics, and you're getting yourself an education, and you're raising funds, and you've got this two-year target mm-hmm. to go. And, and so in two years, what do you hope to do? You want to go to Belize and do what? I hope to move down and live at the school. There's another lady there named Sarah. She's already a missionary. This is her first year full-time down there. Um, and so she's been helping me through this too, but just move down, start teaching in the classroom. You know, I remember when, when I went, I think 2003 was the first year that I went with the team back in my youth ministry days when I was taking the crew. And I was impressed that there were some other missionaries, ladies who Mm -hmm. lived there and were the teachers just as God had called Lyle and Rose to go and serve, so these ladies were called by God and were there to serve, and they were all part of the bigger picture of how God was making disciples out of that generation of boys in Belize. It was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And it's cool for me to think about you being a next generation of, of those folks. So that's yeah. pretty cool. All right, so Sarah, um, big news for me. You know, Yesterday in church, uh, you came before the church to tell us that you believe that God was calling you into into ministry, into missions. Tell me about that. How did God make it clear to you that it was time for you to make that announcement, that life-changing decision? Like that's that's big. I'm so yeah. proud of you. How did God how did God lead you to that? Well, the first time I went down in 2015, I don't know, I just I felt at home. I felt a peace about being there. And then this year, when I was able to go back, it was just like I had never left since the last year, 2019. And all through this last time there, like even at the children's home, I still felt God was calling me to the boys' Botech. And there was a lot of different things, like different situations, people, scripture, just kept pointing back to, yeah, this is where God is calling you. And it was really awesome just to feel that peace. And so that peace that you feel, let's talk about that. Okay. You know, I remember as a kid growing up in church that there was this general idea with some church people that, hey, we should love the missionaries, we should pray for the missionaries, but secretly everybody was scared. What if God calls me <laughs> to the mission field, right? Mm-hmm. There was this like uneasiness. And I remember maturing in my faith and beginning to think, wait a minute, that's crazy. You know, I mean, we're God's people. Like, we would have the greatest sense of peace wherever He tells us to be. Like, the big disaster would be if God wants to use our life on the mission field and we said no. Just mm-hmm. like a big disaster would be if God's trying to use our life right now and we're saying no here. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, to resist God's desire for us, that's where a lack of peace would come from. And then that was confirmed for me as I 
got to know more and more missionaries and you know served on short-term missions and saw people on the mission field totally at peace with God, using their lives exactly the way God designed them. And I realized, you know, where do we get this crazy idea, you know, that we should hope God never calls us yeah. to the mission field? And it's such shallow thinking. And it really reflects a poor understanding of who God is, what his character is, and that he's really our treasure, right? So it's cool for me to see you say, I'm ready to move to Belize, and I'm going to spend the next two years preparing for that, yeah. and I'm going to follow God wherever he wants me to go. And I have had tremendous peace this entire time. Sarah, what would you say to our church family listening to this podcast as they're reflecting on how God's called you? What, what advice would you give us about exploring God's call for our lives? Maybe maybe to high school girls, maybe to college students. What advice would you give to our church family? Well, I know part of me just wants to be there now, but I need to get that experience in, able, in order for me to be able to be better equipped for when I do get there. Yeah. I want to be the best that I can with my abilities and gifts to like just give the most that I can. So one thing I have been learning is patience and that God's timing is so much better than mine. <laughs> and even like, I would say, take advantage of the seasons of preparation. Yeah. You know, like when you're in school, take it seriously because that's something God can use. Mm-hmm. You know, like I appreciate the humility that you have. Like for me to think about you having a call in your life, you're ready to be in Belize and you're submissive to the leaders there who said, okay, we want you to have two years of this kind of experience. And you've said, okay, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I'm amazed that, wow, that's a girl who has tremendous focus and is tempering that with tremendous patience. And the whole thing is wrapped up in obedience to God. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Sarah, as we wrap up this podcast, I just memory lane here, <laughs> right? For a lot of us, we've had the joy of watching you grow up. You know, now as a young woman called onto the mission field, um, some of us know your family, but remind us, when did you come to Carterville? Tell me about your first years here. Um, we came in 2006 after Hurricane Katrina. We were living in McGee for a little bit, and we moved to Petal. And I think this was the second church that we visited, and my parents and like me and my brother, we both just loved it. Yeah. So in 2006, how old were you? I had just turned seven. Seven years old. Yeah. And now you are all all grown up, finished (laughs) with college, and headed off to the mission field. Well, Sarah, I've watched you serve faithfully in student ministry. Uh, I know that you've participated faithfully in college ministry. I know that you have been a frequent flyer on the mission mission field, like with mission trips through Carterville. You're a faithful worshiper. You've served in so many ministry environments. Like, Sarah, I just want to tell you I'm proud of the way that you've been a member of the church. I'm proud of how well you've served. And I wish that all of us could be as faithful to Jesus, as faithful to the church, and as engaged as you have been. So way to go, Sarah. Thank you. Well, we could not be more proud of you. uh, And we're excited to know how we can support you well over the next two years as you get ready to launch for your mission field. And in the times that you serve here while you're waiting, man, that's a blessing to us. We're glad to have you. Sarah, thanks for being on the podcast today. Church family, as you listen to what God is doing in Sarah's life, I want to encourage you, don't run from God and don't be hard to find. Like, Don't resist His will. I promise it's where you want to be. So let's see what God has in store for each one of us. If this episode of the podcast is interesting or encouraging to you, I strongly want to recommend that you would share it with some friends, that you would like it, that you would help it get some traction so that other people can hear what God is doing in Sarah Wedgeworth's life. Thanks for coming, Sarah. Thank you for having me.